you hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Today's guest has a client that she has helped create a strategy where he is making $14,000 a month. How does that sound? Would you like to make $14,000 a month? I would venture to say that most of us would. There's one key behind how he is doing this. Whether you are a brick and mortar or an online business, you can use this strategy to grow your business. As John and I always mention on this show, we want to see more queer entrepreneurs. And that's why this week we're providing you with a tool that will help you succeed. Plus, our guest has provided us a free five-step guide that will help you start to implement your strategy. So let's get on with the show. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. Welcome, Monica, to the show. We're excited to have you. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. You are a teacher and a mentor of us, and we're excited to share your knowledge with our audience. We're excited. <laughs> so, well, thank you. Totally. Would you mind giving our audience a little bit of background on who you are and, and, and what you do? Sure. So I am Monica Louie, and I originally started online because my family and I have our own debt-free story. My husband and I paid off $120,000 of debt in two years on a single middle-class income. And we have two little kids. And so I wanted to help share our story and help inspire and encourage others to get out of debt and create a plan to do so. So I started a blog about our journey. I learned all about online marketing, blogging, all of that through that blog. And that's where I learned about Facebook ads, that it was a great way to kind of spread your message, share your message. And I had a small audience, a small Facebook page, small email list. And so I learned Facebook ads so that I could promote my debt freedom training on Facebook. And it worked really well. And so my cost per conversion was super low. This was back in fall of 2015. I was getting webinar subscribers at $1.26 per conversion for my first campaign right out of the gate. So then I followed that up a couple months later and was able to take what I learned from that first campaign and reduce my cost even further down to $1.01 for the average of the entire campaign. And so I was really just excited about that. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I mean, I didn't know, you know, you never know with Facebook ads and investing your money like that, if you're going to see the return that you are hoping for. And so I was really pleased with that. And so then through 2016, as I was sharing just what I had done with my blogging friends in my network, people started asking for my help with their Facebook ads. So I did some consulting work throughout 2016 and just decided that I was really enjoying that, helping other people build their businesses and grow their audiences online, specifically with Facebook ads. And as I started to help people, we were realizing just really great results you know, with a bunch of different strategies and different clients. And so by the end of 2016, I decided, well, there's really something here and I'm having a lot of fun doing this. And so I ended up selling the blog and transitioning to become full-time Facebook ads coach. And then my, you know, supply and demand with more and more people reaching out through the middle of 2017, I realized 
that I need to leverage my time better. So I ended up creating the course that you guys are a part of. And now this year, my team and I are we're growing the team to support more ads management clients. So we really have the three branches of the business. We have the course and we have the coaching, which I still do and still love to do. And then we are building up the ads management where we take on the ads for the clients. So wow. it's been it's been a great journey, but a lot of fun too. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Thank you for doing that because we're often telling our audience that we want more people to become bloggers. And whether you know exactly what you want to blog about or not, just get started. This is a great example of, you know, you start blogging about one particular topic and then you realize that there's another niche within this kind of industry that you can do on your own as your own business. And that can just flourish, no pun intended. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think that many of you have listened to us and John and I are big advocates of more people in our community becoming entrepreneurs and whether it's a, becoming a blogger or something that you're passionate about or you really enjoy doing, we encourage you to do more of that. But there's for every entrepreneur, there's an aspect of having to market your business, understanding how to reach the audience that you want to reach. And that was a big struggle for John and me was how do we reach the audience that we need to reach? So we struggled for quite a while. And then Monica came in and gave us some <laughs> advice and we signed up for her course. And that's why we have Monica on here, because she has helped us flourish with our business. And we want you to see what the opportunities are. Right. So we've encouraged a lot of you to become bloggers. A critical component of blogging is social media. And what we're going to be talking about with Monica today is just one part of social media, and that is Facebook and Facebook ads. It's not necessarily a great time for Facebook right now. So, <laughs> so we would definitely want to address that at the top of the show. Monica, is Facebook evil? <laughs> <laughs> So I do not think that Facebook is evil. I think, you know, obviously they are a humongous company, you know, and they have over 2 billion users worldwide. And so they have a lot of data that they are collecting. And I feel like they have, you know, good intentions with collecting that data so that they can prioritize what they show us in our news feeds. So with that, it helps us as advertisers on my end, help find the right people to show our ads to who are more likely to be interested in what we have to share. And so I feel like they're a very sophisticated company. But, you know, obviously, as with anything, sometimes things go wrong and not not as expected. And so Facebook is just experiencing that right now, I think. But I think that the way that Zuckerberg specifically has, you know, stepped up and the changes that they're making, I think that it's just going to improve the platform. And they've obviously learned a big lesson here, mm -hmm. but they are addressing it and they are taking action to improve, you know, the privacy and security concerns that are out there. I will in some ways agree with you that as we mature in the social media space. As consumers, we're learning so much, but as companies, they are learning so much. And, you know, you think about whether it's print media or certain forms of online advertising or television advertising, they've had in some ways decades, if not in some cases, centuries <laughs> of learning opportunities of how to fail and how to succeed and how to fail and how to succeed. But that's really relatively new for the social media industry. It's brand new. I would have to say that I think that we're probably a little bit more in tune with the mistakes that can be made because they're right in front of our face and we're on our phones almost every minute of the day these <laughs> days. But we still have to take it into consideration that they're learning 
and what can we learn from that? Right. It's a very interesting time to be alive because one, I'm a huge fan of blogging. I'm a huge fan of social media because it, it has made the barrier to entry to become an entrepreneur much lower than it ever has been before. We know many people in the FinCon community that we've talked about and in other spaces who are earning six figures a month over and over again because of this new media. I do agree with Monica that you know Facebook isn't evil. I think they've got a lot of data, but a lot of companies have a lot of data on all of us. If, right. if anybody thinks it's all Facebook, they're sorely mistaken. And I think it's a learning curve. You know, Facebook realized, oh, we've got all this data. We've got to be a little bit more protective of it. We can't just give a dot willingly to anybody regardless of whether they pay for it or not. So that kind of leads me to my next question, Monica. As an entrepreneur, if I'm not necessarily familiar with the social media space or the blogging world, or maybe I don't even have a blog, why and how would I incorporate Facebook ads into my business? Sure. So as I mentioned, there are over 2 billion active users on Facebook. And so no matter what type of business you have, your audience, your ideal customer, whoever that is, they're likely hanging out on Facebook, you know, and even the older demographic that, you know, was kind of slower to jump onto social media, they are on Facebook scrolling and posting, you know, and interacting. And so no matter who your target client, ideal, you know, customer, whoever that is, they're likely on Facebook and Facebook, the advertising tools they provide give us so many different options in order to reach them. There are so many different objectives. So if you have a brick and mortar store, you can use the in-store visits objective in the ads manager to drive actual foot traffic, not just web traffic, but foot traffic to your store. And they are just becoming very creative in how they are you know, adding more and more options. So it's not just an online business game. They're, you know, app developers and, you know, bloggers for sure can benefit from Facebook ads by reaching their ideal audience. But just, you know, local businesses, brick and mortar as well can find their people there too. Yeah, I think this is a super exciting time because if you are an insurance agent or a real estate agent in a small town, something that would have cost you five figures or more, you can now do more efficiently and effectively with social media and specifically Facebook ads. I mean, you know who your ideal client is based on who you can best serve and based on your community. And Facebook ads really allows you to, I don't want to say target, but to market to that particular audience. And you're only going to convert the people who need your products and services. So it's a symbiotic relationship and it's perfect for, I think, for any business. I agree. The other thing I would say is that the research that John and I have done specifically about our avatar, our target market, the queer community, is that the vast majority of us are on two platforms, and that's Facebook and Instagram. Well, Instagram is owned by Facebook, and <laughs> if you want to advertise on Instagram, you can and probably will use the Facebook tools to be able to market on Instagram. And so if you want to reach the queer audience, the LGBT audience, then you're most likely going to be using an online tool that is connected in some way to Facebook. You do yourself a disservice if you decide that Facebook is evil and <laughs> and that you're not going to use them because that's where we are at as a community. That's where generally we're at. Yeah, I think it's just a temporary blip. And I have seen, you know, there's a, a report on CNBC the other day that said there have been like 10% of Facebook subscribers have dropped off the platform. But I think really think that's, that's just part of the learning curve. It does beg the question, Monica, can you share what changes you alluded to is Facebook making to help protect us as individuals or the people we might be trying to connect with as clients? 
Yes. So regarding targeting, they have actually disabled a form of advertising targeting called partner categories. And so that means that they're not no longer using these third party data aggregators for targeting purposes. So really, they have kind of cut that off. And so they're only using the data that Facebook collects in house. So on their actual platform for targeting purposes. So that's one way that they are just trying to limit, you know, putting themselves back in the situation again. And then they're also trying to become more transparent. So they recently rolled out even before this big scandal came out last year, they rolled out this option in Canada, they were testing it in Canada called view ads. And that's where you can go to any Facebook page, and you can click on the view ads button. And then you can see all of the ads that that page is running so that you can see, you know, what is their messaging and just have more transparency with that. And they are planning on rolling that out in the United States and elsewhere in June. And so they really are making transparency a big goal. And then also just being more protective about the data that they collect and the data that they share. That's interesting. So if I'm understanding correctly, are you saying that so David and I have, you know, several Facebook ads running at one time trying to target our target market. If we connect with somebody and they want to do some investigative research on us, they could use this tool that Facebook is creating or currently sharing in Canada to see what all of our Facebook ads include, even those that's not being targeted to them. Yes, exactly. Yes. Actually, oh. one of my clients is in Canada. And so we kind of played around with this. He shared his screen and showed me that you just go directly to the Facebook page. And there is an option there where you can click on view ads and all the ads that that page is running will actually appear. So coming out mm. in June, we're supposed to be able to have that ability in the United States as well. That's great. I love that. As a consumer <laughs> and as a marketer, because David and I are becoming more emphatic about unconsciously so many of us in the LGBT community are funding businesses and corporations who are using our dollars to subsidize candidates and initiatives and whatnot that aren't in our best interest. Right. And this is one way that we can sort of see, you know, have more transparency, like Monica mentioned, about what individual companies are doing, how they may or may not be hurting or harming our community. And it's, it's just one level, but at least it gives you the opportunity to see what exactly, you know, businesses are doing. Absolutely. And I, I would take it maybe even kind of a little bit more of a humor aspect of it. I don't wear Lululemon yoga pants. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> do that. So I don't want to see an advertisement for Lululemon or Lululemon or however you say that word. <laughs> I don't want to see an advertisement for that. But, you know, and even when we're on TV, television today, we'll like say, for example, we're watching Hulu and we see an advertisement on there. More often than not, we're skipping through that ad because it's not targeted. And that's why I want to kind of clarify this word targeted. Targeted doesn't necessarily mean a, it's not a bad term. No. It basically means that an advertiser wants to understand more about you so that they can place an advertisement in front of you that you are most likely going to be inclined to want to purchase. Mm -hmm. If you know that you like certain things, wouldn't you want to see an advertisement for that versus seeing an advertisement for something you have no interest in? Right. And that's the benefit. So it's of, customized targeting, not targeted targeting. Right. It's customized <laughs> advertising rather than targeted advertising. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love it. Cool. Okay. So by and large, we all agree that Facebook has good intentions. There was a mistake and we can all hopefully forgive and move on. So Monica, would you mind giving our listeners, especially those who aren't necessarily in the blogging space just yet, and hopefully there will be, will be more after this episode, what are Facebook ads? 
Sure. So Facebook ads, they generally look like a regular post coming through your newsfeed, but they have the little words sponsored underneath the page name. So the page is who is actually representing the ad. And so you'll see that in the top left corner. And then underneath that, it'll say sponsored. And when you see sponsored, then you know that somebody has put money behind that to make sure that it shows up in your newsfeed. And really, I mean, there are a bunch of different types of ads. We can have video ads, we can have single image ads, we can have multiple image ads called carousels. There are a lot of different options that Facebook gives us. But usually when we think of a Facebook ad, we think of what looks like a normal Facebook post, but it's coming through our newsfeed and it has that sponsored next to it. As you're speaking, David just showed me a trick last night. <laughs> you can actually, if there's an ad that you're seeing too much or that isn't necessarily applicable to you, for whatever reason it got presented to you, you can actually click those three dots at the top right and decline to see any more ads like this or not to see any, this ad anymore. Is that right? That is absolutely true. So if you're finding that the targeting is just off, you know, sorry, I'm not interested in Lululemon pants, um, <laughs> then you click the three dots and then tell Facebook, you know, I don't want to see this ad anymore. I don't want to see posts from this page. You know, you can opt out essentially. And then Facebook will learn that, okay, I get the message and they will stop showing you posts and ads from that page. Absolutely. So that's a great tool. So if you're seeing stuff that you don't want to see, do everybody a favor and you know ask to not see that anymore. Because one, it'll decrease your frustration as a Facebook user. Two, it'll help educate Facebook. And three, it'll help the business who's really authentically trying to connect with the person that's appropriate for their product or service. It'll help them more efficiently connect with their community. And I would say, just as a reminder, I think that there are some of us who sometimes think, well, this should all just be free. I shouldn't see advertisements. But <laughs> Facebook spends hundreds of millions of dollars every year creating a platform and housing data and allowing us to post pictures of cute cats or puppies. And baby goats. Baby goats, right. Baby goats all those kinds of things. <laughs> they created a platform that has to be paid for. And so that platform has to be paid for either by you paying for it most of us will not do, or they're going to present advertising in front of us that allows them to be compensated for the efforts that they make to create the platform. Well, right. That's exactly what Mark Zuckerberg said to Congress last week when he said, we're trying to make this platform available to as many people in the whole world as possible. It's got to be subsidized by something, and this is how they're subsidizing it. Right. So as a blogger and an online entrepreneur, that you know, Facebook advertising makes sense to me. There are a ton of LGBT people who have brick and mortar stores, lots of people, especially in real estate and insurance, who have a storefront that people could actually you know, walk into through the door. How... Could an online business owner, you know, somebody with a traditional brick and mortar business, how exactly could they leverage Facebook ads? Sure. There are a lot of ways. And some of the strategies are, you know, going to be similar to what we do as bloggers. So for bloggers, we like to drive traffic to our website. We like to use ads to build our email list. And I think that storefronts, you know, local businesses should also be trying to drive traffic to their websites and also building their email list. But in addition, they also have this option that where you can drive in-store visits. And that is where you put your location into Facebook and Facebook will help you 
reach the people that are in the area with the ads. And so it's really kind of a cool thing that Facebook has developed. And so if I had a brick and mortar store, I would definitely be using this to catch the people who are in the area and remind them that they meant to come to my store or they meant to, you know, come check me out as they're driving by down the street. And I would definitely use this to my advantage. As a virtual business, I didn't know that this was available. So if I'm a brick and mortar business, I can obviously have my business page on Facebook, but you can put your location there and then that will help sort of, I guess, target people who are in your in your area more efficiently. Yes. So I think you need to put it into the ads manager as well. So not just on your page, but also in your Mm. ads manager. And then once you connect your location to your ad account, then you can use this in-store visit campaign objective is what it's called to create these ads. And Facebook will help you with the targeting and show the ads at the right time when people are in your area. Right. That's awesome. It does make a lot of sense. So if you're a pizza shop and you are in a particular location, let's say you're in an urban location, you're probably going to have a fair amount of competition. So your reach might be a mile or two miles outside or three miles outside of circumference around your location. But let's say you're something that's maybe a little bit more unique. Let's say you're like a chocolatier and you create chocolates. And so maybe it's like 25 miles outside of your radius. You can actually share your content or your advertisements with people based on your location who might be more inclined to actually get in their car and drive to your location, right? So yeah, and I would actually, you know, create an offer within this advertisement. Give them a reason to stop by. Don't just remind them that you're nearby, but give them a reason. Say, you know, stop in today and get your free chocolate sample, you know, for the chocolatier. Come in, show us this ad and we'll give you 10% off your purchase. So give them some kind of incentive, but definitely take advantage of this. Nice. I want to know why when I'm on a diet, you keep bringing up pizza and chocolate. <laughs> this is not fair. <laughs> I suppose the other thing I should bring up is wine. <laughs> pizza, chocolate, and wine. <laughs> You're talking about heaven right now. <laughs> but so for all the brick and mortars out there, your traditional storefront business, that's amazing. But I think you also have to remember, too, that your clientele is maturing in terms of how they expect to be advertised, too. And so I think a lot of us are starting to, I don't know, we're all breezing through the, the commercials on TV. We're not paying attention to that. We've all got TiVo or we can all go bloop, bloop, bloop and, and go right past that. But your audience is on social media. <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> your audience is on social media. And exactly like Monica said, I am so inclined to go into your chocolate store if you've got free samples today. Right. But the only way I'm going to know that is if you put that on Facebook. Right. <laughs> so that's awesome. So this leads to our next question, whether or not you're a virtual or brick and mortar business. We have a lot of LGBT business owners who listen to this podcast. A lot of people from the NGLCC who listen to this podcast. How can they use Facebook ads to target, not exclusively LGBT people, but definitely target our community? Well, there are a couple ways. So if you've got the pixel placed on your website and you know that your you know, target audience is largely LGBT, then you can create a lookalike audience of your website visitors And Facebook will see those similarities and help you find more people who are like them. And the same thing with your email list. So if you're a blogger, you're growing your email list, or even brick and mortar store, you're growing your email list, and you want to, you know, stay in touch with people via your email newsletter, then you can upload that. And then Facebook will find those similarities and find more people like them. So using the lookalike audience 
option is a great way to kind of put the work on Facebook to find more people like, you know, you're the people you have already, your customers, your readers, you know, whatever it is, your core audience, put it on Facebook to find more of those people. But then the other way that you can do that is you can go into the detailed targeting option and you can just search for keywords. So if I search for lesbian, then I see families and friends of lesbians and gays, the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender community. So all these different options come up. And then once you start searching for these key terms, you can click on suggestions and Facebook will try and understand what type of audience you're looking for and give you more suggestions. So then you can, you know, kind of browse through and see what options you have there. I'm just going to give a little bit of information about what Monica just mentioned here, the Facebook pixel. The Facebook pixel is a little bit of code that if you have a website, you put this code on your website. And basically what it does is it is a little bit of information that Facebook can use to understand the kind of people that are coming to your website. So let's say I'm on Facebook and I click on a debt-free guys ad or I click on a debt-free guys post and I go to the debt-free guys website. Facebook then can understand that you have been to that website and that you may be interested in that kind of information and they understand based on who you are. So they look at your newsfeed, the kinds of things that you like, the businesses that you like, the things that you do online and they understand a little bit of information about you and that's how they can then say, they like debt-free guys, they may be this kind of person. And it helps them to then better understand how to deliver to you the kinds of ads that you want, as well as deliver to your customers the kind of ads that you want to deliver to your customers. Just like Monica said, the people who are more like your existing customers. Exactly. That sounds complicated, but it's it, really it was exactly. complicated and I didn't do a great job and Monica probably could explain it a lot better. But anyway, <laughs> you, you, did, you did great. Oh, thank Good you. job, David. <laughs> Just to let everybody know, David does all of our Facebook stuff because I, I don't understand it. <laughs> and Monica explains this really, really well to David <laughs> in her course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll talk about this more towards the end. But Monica offers a great Facebook course that David and I took advantage of of and David has learned a ton from. So we'll talk about that and how you can get a discount shortly. So what should I know about Facebook ads though, Monica, before getting started? If I'm a brick and mortar store or even a blogger and I'm thinking, okay, I've heard this podcast, these three fun people have convinced me that I should try Facebook ads. What should I know first before getting started? First thing, got to get the pixel installed if you haven't already. So I'm glad that, you know, David explained it so well, but it is super important. (laughs) Even, Even if you're not ready to jump into Facebook ads today, getting the pixel placed on your website so that three months down the road, six months down the road, when you are ready to, you know, jump into this world, that Facebook has been collecting data about your website visitors so that you have that data available to create those audiences like we were talking about And you can use that to your advantage when you're ready to jump in. So first step, of course, install the pixel. Second step is to figure out what your strategy is. So we've talked about, you know, several different strategies here, but really figure out, you know, what are my business goals? And then back it up to how can I use Facebook ads as a piece of that strategy to help me achieve these goals? And so just take one goal. So maybe I want to drive more traffic to this blog post because it is monetized. So once I get more viewers to it, more readers to this blog post, I know that I am making money on the back end, then you know, that's your strategy. So 
figure out what that strategy is and then figure out how the Facebook ad is going to help lead people into, you know, taking the action that you want people to take. So that's the second step. And then the third step is figuring out your budget. So how much do you have to spend on Facebook ads right now? What do you want to start with? I like to use daily budget, but you can, you know, look at what is my budget this month and then back that down into a daily number. But I like to look at daily budget. Do I have, you know, $20 a day, $30 a day or more to invest into some testing of different audiences and different ads? And so then the fourth piece is to figure out who those audiences are. So you could create those audiences of your website visitors, your email list, your, you know, current customers or also lookalike audiences of them. So figure out which audiences you want to start with. And then the fifth piece is really create the ad and make sure that you're intentional in creating that ad that, you know, think about the Facebook user, they're scrolling through their newsfeed, you know, they're likely wasting time in between something. So what is going to stop them in their tracks? So make it, you know, an eye catching image that will just help entice them to pause and then use an intriguing headline and then some other, you know, text that piques their interest so that they then want to click and learn more or click and then opt in for your offer or, you know, click to learn more about your offer and visit your store. Mm -hmm. So think about, you know, how am I going to grab their attention and then entice them to take that action that I want them to take. Gotcha. Just to backtrack a little bit to Monica's point, whether you're ready to use Facebook ads today or not, you definitely want to install the Facebook pixel onto your website because if you want to start Facebook ads, you really can't just start today. You need that pixel to have acquired at least some amount of data about who the people are who are coming to your site so that you can more efficiently target the right people. Monica, is there a minimum number of days or weeks or months to have the Facebook pixel on your website before you start doing Facebook ads? So I will say that you can get started without having the pixel on there. Sometimes people aren't even aware about the pixel and they'll jump in to start doing Facebook ads. The pixel just really gives you more options when it comes mm. to targeting. And then it also allows the algorithm, the Facebook algorithm to learn who is clicking through and you know taking that action you want to take. And so it kind of refines who it's showing the ad to. So it optimizes it as the campaign goes because it's learning not only who's clicking on the ad, but who's clicking and opting in. So it helps to improve those results for you as the campaign goes. Okay. So you can definitely get started without the pixel, but it just gives you more options. And then it helps Facebook improve your results over time. So that's why I encourage people to get it you know, installed as soon as possible, even if they're not ready to jump into Facebook ads. Okay, that's awesome to know. My follow-up question is, you mentioned budget. I know when David and I first started, we didn't even know how to figure out what our budget is. Is there an optimal budget, a minimum budget that you might want to have before you get started? Yeah. So the way that I recommend structuring campaigns, I usually like to start with the small budget so that I can, you know, kind of get my feet wet with this and figure out if this is going to work for me. And then, you know, once I'm seeing the revenue on the back end, then I'm ready to fuel it even more. But I just want to get started with what's the minimum that I need to get started. So with that, I like to test a variety of different audiences first with one version of the ad. And so the minimum that I like to put toward an audience is $5 per day. And so if I want to test five different audiences, then I'll put $5 per day toward each audience. So that's a total of $25 per day and then go from there. So then after three days, I let the algorithm just kind of do its thing for three days. 
Then I come back to it and look at the results. And then usually by that time, you're seeing a few clear winners and a few clear, not so great winners. You can turn those, you know, duds off and then, you know, reallocate your budget to the ones that are working. Or that's when you can then, you know, test a new image in your ad or a new version, you know, of your headline, whatever it is that you can help refine those costs and lower them even further. But that's what I usually suggest starting with with my clients is, you know, 20 to $35 a day would give you a really great starting point for testing those audiences. And then once you've figured out kind of, you know, who your winning audience is for that ad, then you can test different variations of the ad and then go from there. Right. So what you're alluding to right there is a little bit of A-B testing, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's very important. It's not just a set it and forget it and you're off to the races. There is testing involved if you want to lower your costs. And so that's where the commitment comes in, where it's really important that well, my clients that have the most success with Facebook ads, they're the ones that kind of understand that there is testing involved. And so they come, they say, you know, I've got this budget that I want to put toward ads this month. Let's test a whole bunch of different things and figure out what works. I understand, you know, not everything is going to hit it out of the gate, right? You know, right from the start. But we need to kind of refine who our audiences are, what our messaging is, and then go from there. But they see that that potential. So that's really important to make sure that you understand that testing is a key part of success with Facebook ads. Right, exactly. And then to sort of wrap up Monica's five steps there in getting started, she mentioned you know choosing the right verbiage and the right image and whatnot for your Facebook ads. And that's sort of where the old school marketing comes into play because we all know there are certain colors and certain words, certain phrases, certain pictures that connect with our audience takes a little bit of A-B testing to figure out which of those components is going to resonate most with your audience. But then my argument here is, is that you can't get advertising this cheap and efficient on any of the platform, TV, magazines, local community, newspapers. I mean, it's, it's just way more efficient and typically cheaper once you're able to figure out which ads resonate with your community on Facebook. Absolutely. So if I'm a uh, traditional brick and mortar store, say I'm a massage therapist and I'm on the phone a lot trying to get clients and schedule clients. And I'm also have a lot of clients on the table giving massages. How would you propose that kind of entrepreneur incorporate Facebook ads into their regular schedule? A few ways. So I would always have some kind of ad running that kind of helps to generate leads. And so maybe it's an offer you can take advantage of the offer option on Facebook and actually install an offer into the ad. And so then you can, you know, present that offer and people can take advantage of it. They can save it. Facebook will remind them that they have this offer they've saved. So that could be a really good way. And then you could also do the in-store visits if that is something that could work. I mean, in most cases, they might want to schedule ahead. So then you could also, you know, have an ad that says, you know, schedule your appointment. You could have some kind of sense of urgency of, you know, 10% off, you know, if you schedule by Friday or something like that. So I would just think about, you know, how are you getting your clients already? And then how can you apply that to the broader audience on Facebook. But then also, if you are brick and mortar like that, be very specific with your location options that you are just targeting, you know, your city and surrounding areas, however, you know, large that is, but, you know, make sure that you're narrowing that down and you're not targeting the entire United States. That's right. very <laughs> hey, fly all the way to Denver so you can get this massage for $10 off. That'd be a good massage. Exactly. <laughs> Is there sort of a minimum amount of time you would invest or recommend people invest, you know, on a weekly or a monthly basis in their Facebook ads? 
I think minimum to get started should be $25 a day for testing. And then once you start seeing results, then, you know, obviously you'll have more to go with and you can kind of see that, you know, it just is a system at that point that the more you fuel it, the more you, you know, benefit you receive. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, $25 a day really to get started and, and have that flexibility with your testing so that you can, you know, begin to figure out what's working and what's not working. And then you can learn and optimize from there. Right. You know, of course, there's a learning curve at the beginning, but once you've sort of figured out Facebook ads and the whole strategy, then you're only spending a few hours a week kind of managing all of that and not making any updates as your offers update or as you update the ads. Right. Right. I was just going to say, I think that when you have the pixel installed and as Facebook learns more about the kind of people that actually come and spend time on your website and sign up for your offer or follow through, The more they learn about that, the less time you have to spend going out and trying to find your audience because they have automated tools that are out there actually trying to find your audience. Facebook wants to get paid just like you want to get paid. And the better that they can help you get paid, the better they are going to help themselves get paid, right? So it's all about... It's all about the Benjamins, right? (laughs) They want to get paid. So that's why they're creating a tool that is becoming easier and easier for us to use to reach the audience that they have created for us. That's absolutely true. So Facebook does want you to be successful with their ads platform. And so that's why they have a lot of documentation on their site. And that's why the algorithm is so sophisticated. And so it's learning, just like you said. And so it helps to optimize and improve those results over time. So Facebook really does want you to be successful with Facebook ads so that you'll, you know, continue to increase your budget over time. And so then they will get paid. But you know, then it's just a win win situation for everybody, because then you're reaching the people who are really interested in what you have to share, you know, so they're happy because they're getting value. You're happy because you know, it's affecting your bottom line. And then Facebook is happy because you are, you know, a continued advertising customer for them and investing more and more into their platform. Right. That's great. So why are you laughing at me? I'm just saying everybody's getting happy ending here. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully our producers... We're talking about massages. (laughs) Hopefully our producers keep that in the show. (laughs) So that I become successful and efficient as soon as possible. Are there any like absolute do's and don'ts with my Facebook ads? Well, just be mindful of the fact that testing is a necessary part of the process. And so, you know, even today in in my Facebook group for my course, somebody turned on their ad and said, you know, two hours later, my cost is this and it feels too high. So just understand it takes the algorithm time to learn. That's why I turn on ads and then I don't touch them for three days Mm -hmm. because I want to give the algorithm time. And I understand costs generally start high And then they come down over time as the algorithm learns who's interacting with the ad and it kind of refines those audiences that you've created and selected. So just understand that it does take time. And then also just be mindful that testing is a big part of the process. You've got to have your strategy, but then to follow that up, you've got to have the testing component in order to continue to lower your costs and improve your results. And Monica, I just want to kind of give a shout out to you and some of your clients because we're a part of that Facebook group and we hear some of these great stories about individuals who are driving traffic to their website and sometimes it's two and three cents per person who visits their website, right? 
Yeah. You're saying, okay, dedicate maybe $5 per ad and then maybe $25 a day. But if you're doing that and you're driving somebody, even at five cents, you know, you're potentially driving hundreds, if not thousands of people to your website to view your product or sign up for your service or come visit your location at such a low cost. Yes. Yeah. And that's why, you know, as you were saying earlier, that, you know, you can't get these kind of advertising costs anywhere else. And that's why I think that Facebook is just the best platform because, I mean, first of all, you know, it has the largest user base, active user base out there. And then also they help you giving you all of these tools and options, but really the algorithm is just so sophisticated. It helps you lower those costs. And so you really can get super cheap targeted traffic. And you can also, you know, grow your email list for super cheap. If, you know, once you put all these pieces together, then you can have just incredible results. And we have a lot of different case studies and success stories of people driving super cheap traffic to their website, you know, two cents, three cents, as you mentioned, even one cent on occasion. And um, wow. then wow. also, you know, people, <laughs> people growing their email list at super inexpensive rates. So I don't know if you saw the post this week, actually, one of the ladies in the Facebook group, she posted that she's running this campaign. She's grown her list by 1700 people in the last 30 days. And she's averaging like 26 cents per email subscriber. It is insane. And so just to put that into context for people out there that don't really know, you know what that means. I mean, normally you're looking at a dollar to $3 per email subscriber if your campaign is doing really well. And so, you know, 26 cents. I have another client who's been running a campaign for almost a year now. We started last May running this campaign and that campaign has averaged 40 cents. I just checked on it the other day because I was like, is it still performing this great? And it is 40 cents per email subscriber. And she told me that even with the unsubscribes, you know, people opt into the list, they want the free thing and then they want to opt out. She said it's averaging 44 cents per email subscriber. So, you know, putting all these, you know, little pieces together, you really can get amazing results for super low cost when you do it right. I did not see that post, but as soon as this interview is over, we're going to go and read that. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So, okay. So we've been talking about a Facebook group, the Seleucid Facebook group and Monica's course. This is a great segue. So, and as we mentioned in the introduction, what is Flourish Ads and how can a business entrepreneur use that? Yes. So Flourish with Facebook ads. It's really called Flourish because I didn't want to put Facebook in the name. So Flourish, but it's the step-by-step Facebook ad system to help you create campaigns that convert. And it just kind of goes over everything that we've talked about today. But I show you, you know, I go over different strategies. I show you how to create these different audiences and kind of break down the priority that I suggest that you kind of, I want to say attack these audiences with, but attack is kind of too strong a word. (laughs) The priority that maybe you should consider these audiences for using in your campaign. And then the different strategies to help you drive traffic for super cheap and then also grow your email list, get people into your sales funnel to then you know build that relationship and then introduce your product down the road. So those are the two main strategies that I kind of go over in the course. But we go over the audiences, we go over how to structure the ad. There's actually a lot of strategy into how you, you know, choose your images and what is going to grab attention and then how to phrase your headlines. And then, you know, how much text should you include in your ad? Do you have a little bit of text? Do you have a lot of text? 
I give case studies of, you know, very successful ads that my clients have used to achieve I mean, just amazing results, kind of, you know, some of the ones that we've mentioned today. So I break those down of why they worked. And then also, you know, we tested this image versus this image. I thought this image would do great, but it actually this one performed better. And here's why I think that is the case now that we see those results. And then I go over, you know, how to use the ads platform. There's so many different options and buttons. And do you need to use all of them? (laughs) Touch them (laughs) all. (laughs) And so, and then we talk about, you know, testing and refining and little hacks to kind of improve your experience. So really, we try and cover it all, you know, everything that you need to learn using Facebook ads for specifically your online business. The course is really made for bloggers and coaches and online experts. So people with brick and mortar locations, they'll learn a lot about Facebook ads, but we don't cover those in-store visit objectives and those other kinds of strategies that we talked about in this course specifically. I mean, I've gotten tremendous feedback. I'm so pleased because, you know, I've been teaching this with my clients for a long time now. And my clients have gotten great results. But it's so nice to see that I, you know, was able to put it together in this format. And so that more people can access this information and also achieve great results at a much lower cost, you know, price point than my private coaching. Absolutely. So much of this conversation has seemed daunting to you, but you're still feeling like this is an area you need to get into. Monica's course is great because she's already, for her own business and and for many of her clients, including David and me, she's already done a lot of A-B testing. And so she has an idea of, of how to kind of figure out what the best ads might be for you. And then using that knowledge, she can help you more efficiently get to you know the lowest cost per click that she mentioned before. So this course is, is a great course to take. David and I don't take a lot of courses. We take some and, and Monica's is, is one course that we've used and it's produced some great results. It hasn't produced 26 or 44 cents per email conversion though. So we have to figure out how to do that. <laughs> so that'd be great. How can our listeners subscribe to um, the Flourish ads? Sure. So you can go to monicalouie.com slash flourish to learn more. And then I do have a special offer for your audience. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. So you can save $50 off the price of the course by just entering promo code DFG50. So DFG for Debt Free Guys 50. That'll take $50 off the price. That is awesome. awesome. Yes. And we also have, if you want to see a little bit of Monica's process and some of her tools, we also have a five-step guide for the the minimum that you should know before you get started with Facebook ads. And you can link to that through our show notes and you can kind of see a little bit of what Monica has to offer and some of the tools that David and I have used if you want to get a sampling of what Flourish Ads is all about before you actually dive right in. So we'll have a link for that included in our show notes. So you should definitely check that out. What results in general have you seen from your clients who have taken Flourish ads? Well, we're seeing, you know, really low cost per click and then low, you know, cost per conversion for email subscribers specifically. So they're increasing their revenue. We have a case study that we're going to publish on the blog. Just saw profitability right from the start. So my clients, we generally shoot to get traffic for 10 cents or lower, but most of the time we can get it down to three to seven cents on average. And so it's nice to see that the students in the course are also achieving those same results, you know, six cents, right, you know, a few days after launching the campaign and four cents. So it's just great to see those kind of results. It's very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. It's like I said, it's been great for us. And so we definitely would recommend it to anybody who's considering getting into this space. And I think the way the world's evolving, I think you kind of need to get into this space (laughs) if you want to be successful. So definitely check it out. It's a great course. And you also have a a Facebook group for those who take the course, if they want to pay an additional fee and they want to be part of the Facebook group. Can you tell us a little bit about that, please? 
Sure. Yeah. So we have the group portion of the course that you can, once you become a member of Flourish, then you can get your first month free. So it comes with the group, the Facebook group. And so it's a very active, helpful Facebook group. And people ask a lot of really great questions in there. And we talk targeting and we talk ads and we talk other things, you know, how can I improve, you know, the conversions on my landing page? And so it's just a really great, you know, active group. And then twice a month, we do these live group calls where we have hot seats. And so people can jump into the hot seat, we dive into their campaigns. So, you know, if you don't want to feel alone in creating your first campaign or your next campaign, you want to get feedback on, you know, which audiences should I target, you know, which image should work, then the Facebook group, and then those live group calls and jumping into the hot seat has been so beneficial, we've been able to turn, you know, campaigns around. So one hot seat person, he jumped in, he started this conversion campaign to grow his email list, and he was getting no conversions after a few days, we kind of reworked his ad a bit while he was in the hot seat. And then he ended up getting 73 cents per email subscriber with the refined ad. And so it really is beneficial. And so you get the first month free, but then after that, it's just $29 a month. And then I keep everybody updated on what's the latest, what's happening with Facebook, you know, what changes are coming out, what new features are they rolling out? So in next week's call, I'm going to go over, you know, what is the next option that Facebook has given us for testing purposes. So we're going to dive into that next week's call because my team and I are definitely testing that out. So I am in the weeds with Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. I've got a growing clientele with coaching and ads management. And my team and I are testing all these different strategies and options. And so then I report our findings back to the group so that you can, you know, learn from that and apply it to your strategy as well. I would argue that the Facebook group is as valuable as the course itself. So if you take the course, I would definitely consider joining the Facebook group because sometimes you're looking at some ads and you're like, I don't understand why this isn't working. What what am I doing wrong? And you can throw it into the group and there's somebody who's already had that problem or you just get some outside perspective or Monica knows something new about Facebook that the rest of us aren't aware of. And it can help you kind of really become efficient with that. And like she said, you're not going it alone. And sometimes when you're sitting behind your computer, you kind of feel like you're in a world all by yourself. But at least uh, with Facebook ads, you have sort of this community. So this has been super, I think, valuable for David and me and and for our audience, for sure, especially those who are looking to become bloggers and online entrepreneurs. Thank you, Monica, for coming on our show. Did you have any last thoughts or comments that you wanted to share? Just realize, I mean, the potential is still there. Facebook is not going away anytime soon. And, you know, even if 10%, you know, actually delete their Facebook account, that still, you know, leaves (sighs) an amazing supply of people out there that you can reach with your offer, with your message, you know, and don't forget about Instagram. We're having a lot of fun with Instagram ads too. So don't be afraid to, to test Instagram ads. Exactly. And so if you go to the Debt Free Guys show notes for this episode, you can get a link to Flourish ads. And if you use the DFG 50 code, that'll get you that $50 off. So thank you so much, Monica, for joining us. We appreciate it. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Monica, for coming on the show and sharing with us the tools that you are creating and providing to help people thrive with both Facebook and Instagram ads. John and I have implemented many of the tools that Monica provides in her Flourish course, and we are definitely reaping the benefits. How about you? Are you ready? If you are, then click on the link in the show notes and start growing your business. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. Okay, we just serviced you. Now you get to service us by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes and signing up for the Queer Money Lifestyle newsletter at queer.money. 
Well, I'm not really gay. <laughs> <laughs> would help me if I had a personal chef made all me all my healthy meals for me. Right. So instead, I'll have a Snickers tonight for dinner. The other end, I like the butts. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.